Kalimera, Kalispera, whatever time you're watching, this is Mappa. I'm Stel. I've got Thassel here with me once again. Yeah. How, you I, how are you doing? I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah, no complaints. Yeah. No complaints. Got, got nothing to go off on a tangent about since last episode. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, good, 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 good. Yeah, be me. me. Me too. I'm I'm good. I've got my herbal tea in my uh, Madame Princess mug, as you can see. I saw. You know, the, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, it. I needed a really big mug, obviously, with the anti-stress tea in to not stress out about stuff. Yes. So and and the only big ones we have are feminine ones. So is he here? No problem. No problem, my friend. No problem. Well, speaking of big ones, shall we kick off with? Group B. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, let, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Well, there were more goals spread out than last time because last time we only had three or four games with goals. This time we've got three or four games with goals, but I'm not to see are involved in it. <laughs> they didn't go to. They didn't go a third game without a goal, which is a which is yeah. a good thing, I guess. So, um, yeah, let's let's uh, let's start with Agrida beating Salamina by a goal to nil penalty from Torres. Um, I believe he's on loan from Buffer, yep. if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't see him staying at Agrida next season. Maybe he might move on to pastures new. We never know. But then again, stranger things have happened in Cyprus. Agrida with their relationship with Buffer. We know that things might be a bit interesting for them next season. Uh, mm-hmm. What did you make of that penalty shot, mate? Clear as day, right? Pretty much, yeah. You know, the... Somebody, somebody like Magasa should, with the experience that he has, shouldn't be making that kind of mm. flailing challenge, really. But it is what it is, isn't it? He's he's messed that up. Torres, good yep. penalty, you know, and uh, yeah, yeah. Torres is uh, it's a strange one because he he actually spent Agridas on. Uh, he actually spent uh, last season on loan with Agridas. Mm. When they were when they were in the second division, so you know maybe maybe they might ask for him to come back. Maybe not. We'll see. One more year. Give us one yeah, more exactly. year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Lovely, lovely. There you go. Yeah. Three points for them, and uh, another three points. It's time for Karmi Odisa, but this that wow. red card. That, that, <laughs> if, if that if that's not a red card, man, it's. Yeah, we need to go home, give up on football, and start MMA or something. Unbelievable! <laughs> so, and you got Rusha standing there saying, "Calm down, let's let's wait for VAR." Mate, <laughs> what are you talking yeah, about? It's, it, it's it's not just that either. It's uh, such as after the game goes, "Oh, red card's a bit harsh." Is it? <laughs> is it? Is it a bit harsh? <laughs> amazing! <laughs> Absolutely amazing! Uh, well, he he was gone. Um, no. Yeah, I mean, he yeah. knows. He knows. Look at him. He knows. He knows. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, Gadsa with the winner, yeah. great header. He's he's in uh, goal he's scoring form at the moment. He's yeah. he's going for the a late run for the the golden boot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Although, he's, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, he's going for it, isn't he? I, I mean, it's 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 a weird one for Baralimni because uh, you know Sacha. I don't know. He's not playing his best striker. Uh, Fernandez and Javier are on the bench twiddling their thumbs. So I'm not sure what his thinking is behind his team selection. 
uh, especially but, since he's like, yeah, you know, we're going to fight till the end to avoid relegation. Yeah, I've seen that, does it? Yeah. <laughs> nope. And uh, I don't know if see their season was done weeks and weeks and weeks ago, but they went to Voxa and uh, trounced them 5 0. Again, that's why I don't know what this means for them next season because I, I doubt most of their players will be there next season. Um, Guerrero was on the score sheet again with a, with another peach from a set piece. But yeah, would you thoughts on this game? Yeah, uh, Adenon having a nightmare again with the first goal, uh-huh. <laughs> going off the top of his head. Uh, and you know, it, I think four of the five goals you can't blame Shishkovsky for for not stopping them. There's more no. defensive errors. Like the second one, it, it, when when you when you look yeah when you look at it from this end, look you've got two separate lines for for the back four so Adenon and Herrera have moved forward uh whereas the other two are playing Barudis offside uh yeah. and you know he just needs to he just needs to make sure he picks a corner and he does um Absolutely. but yeah uh yeah there's some more you know the, I want to get to the free kick because the free kick is uh is a is a peach you know yeah watch that for a bit obviously today uh, today Tuesday being David Beckham's birthday as well. As uh, we should we should sit and watch that for a little bit. But yeah, um, you say like Anorthos's players aren't going to be there. Well, you think about players like Guerrero and Antonin and Tejera. They're going to be their contracts are until the end of next season, I think at yeah. least. Yeah. And oh, there you go. There it is. There's that goal. Uh, really, really beautifully taken free kick. You know, they, they, the signings they made in January, if they, if they had made those signings properly in the summer, we'd, we'd be talking about a different kind of season for Anastasia, I think. Oh, for sure. For sure. But the, the damage was done yeah. when, um, well, I, I think when they, when they sat their first head coach of the season, to be honest. Yep. Yeah. But this free kick is something else. Look at that. That, that, that they've, angle. They, they've got one of their own players, like with it, creating an own his own wall, you know, and he yeah. has to duck for it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Oh, and then, and there's obviously this penalty here. Herrera's doing like I don't know what what is he doing? A cat? Is he trying to do a Cossack dance? You know, <laughs> I don't know, mate. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it looks like it looks like a gymnast who's just finished a routine. You know, put their hands up in the air and waiting and waiting for the score to come up. It's weird, yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, Anorthosi. Uh, so. Uh, before 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 the, the the more interesting goals came up, Anortos, I was saying that Anorthosis have got um, uh, you know they've, they've got these two permanent signings in Guerrero and Tejera. They've got Antonin. I think he's on loan, isn't he, Antonin? Yeah. And they've got Mraz on loan. Now yeah. they're talking about making Mraz a permanent signing. Uh, I'm guessing they're probably thinking for Antonin as well if they find the money for it. But mm. on top of that, in this game, they had. Barutis, Keravnos, Costandino, Argirio, Ioannou and Yuliu that uh, under 23 Gibrels playing in this game and Yuliu right at the end as well he gets the uh, uh, he gets the assist for for Mraz's goal as well and one of the highlights that got missed off there he has this pot shot like he tries to curl one in from outside the box just misses but yeah, yep. uh, 
So yeah, Olympiagos. I, I didn't spell Olympiagos correctly. Apologies there. I, I, I missed the Y. As you could tell, I was in a hurry this morning. Um, so yeah, they drew one all with Ael. Uh, again, uh, I don't know what to make of, of this game. Just I didn't even bother watching the whole highlights. This is how little interest I had in this game. No disrespect, but uh, I think both clubs have got a lot on their plate at the moment. Ael, obviously, in the cup final. Um, mm. a potential takeover, potential takeover happening. Uh, Olympia goes with their own problems uh, at board level, which we're going to discuss later on. So, yeah, again, it, it was more like pre-season uh, style football, wasn't it? That's all. Well, yeah. I mean, so Olympia, IL's goal was really, you know, great, great header. It's like one of them you know, getting your bastard kind of headers, you know, the Continella. You, you saw him in the celebration doing like the Italian, like the Italian fingers. Uh, yeah. And then Olympiagos come back very quickly. Um, uh, this, uh, Jaralambos is probably going to catch up with uh, Esselin because they're uh, top goal scorers soon. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, did, did did you put the disallowed goal in the highlights? No, I, well didn't. I, I, oh. I didn't. Because they, they scored straight after, didn't they? Yeah, but yeah, again, yeah. I did. I didn't put it in because, well, it, it didn't count. So there's no point in. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. Right. I'm sorry. But when it comes to Group B, especially in games like this, where you know that nothing's really. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, in theory, Olympiacos are still trying to avoid relegation, aren't they? But uh, anyway, big, big to do on in the Olympiacos game because they scored a second goal, uh, and. Um, there, there was something that happened in the build-up that went to VAR because the referee missed it. And okay. that is uh, Nani was kind of shielding the ball away from Nadojevic. Now, when you look at it in VAR, you can see that as Nani is shielding the ball away from Nadojevic before he delivers the pass... He brings his foot down on Medojevic's leg. So it's, it, I, I think it's like an accidental thing because, you know, they, they both kind of jumped into the air and uh, Nani's shielding the ball away from him. But as his foot comes down, he catches Medojevic on the leg and then he puts the pass out to do Mich to uh, somebody who then passes it to do Mishai, crosses it into Haralambos to score a second goal. But it went to VAR and it got cancelled. Uh, and then it went back to 1-1. And obviously somebody wasn't happy with that. Uh, somebody specific wasn't happy with that. I don't know I don't know if you want to go through that yet or if you want to go through the rest of the highlights. Well, that's it for the Group B ones, mate. Oh, all right. Okay, then we that's can go it. right into it. Here we go. Yep. Right. Yep. So, someone disagrees with me vehemently that it wasn't a goal. And that someone is uh, Donald Trump stan Dornaridis. So he's got a big old... So he came out with a big old Facebook post like two or three hours after the game. Yep. Uh, there you go. We've got it loaded up in Greek there or, or on the <laughs> screen for people. I'll just read it off in English. So Olympiagos, IL 2-1. It finished 1-1. This is Cyprus. The good thing is they had two months to hit. That, that I, I didn't get that, but maybe maybe you'll be able to explain that a bit. But anyway, 
Nani protected the ball with his body in the center of the pitch. The referee who was next to him gave nothing. They passed the ball five times and they scored a fantastic goal. A change the psychology of the team. And the one who knows nothing about football for Dio, who yeah, is the guy who was in the, v, was the VAR ref, um, discovered a foul. There was no foul. All season, things like the events of today have happened, and even more than the previous years, and from how things are playing out for the next four years. Bollocks championship. It suits it better. I could have dealt with them by myself, and I have fought hard these last few years. With traitors inside the Olympiagos supporters, things have become very difficult. Wow, now, traitors, you know, traitors. Yeah, traitors, yeah. Wow. So, yeah. So, obviously, again, I mentioned this post came three or four hours after the game. Right. And the only reason I point this out is because before the game, like a day or two before the game, he came out with with another little another little ditty that I, I enjoyed. <laughs> and I, I clicked the translate button. It's, it's, easier, it's easier on Twitter because you can just click the translate yeah, button. Yeah. And, it's, yeah. and it's there on the screen. But for people who are listening, I'll say... I don't hold a grudge against anyone for more than 20 minutes. <laughs> oh, you lie. <laughs> Malice, jealousy, ingratitude created beliefs that later mutated in me to hostile feelings. Emotions that appear like a demon in all events and performances of life. The lesson, see everything positively and live, and live free. Never surrender. Never surrender. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, mate. So, yeah. So that's why, that's why I was like, make, make sure, make sure to mention the timestamp. <laughs> you know what's all funny, though, about things. this? He, yeah. he says he doesn't hold a grudge, but everything that he goes on about is effectively related to grudges that he holds against people. <laughs> it's, 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 it's great. It's great what it is. It's fantastic. I'm a big fan, as you know. You know. I make a big deal about how much of a fan I am on Twitter. Within, yeah? Um, yeah. So, uh, somebody resigned uh, from uh, Olympiagos kind of on the Wednesday, kind of after mm. we... Uh, after we finished recording the next day, basically. So, Paris Fogaridis, who is the Olympiagos press secretary, resigned. He tendered his resignation with the Olympiagos, citing personal reasons. I mean, to be fair, having to deal with Donaridis' bullshit all the time probably yeah. caused him some, some burnout. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, anyway, rest easy and come back stronger, my man. <laughs> be sure be sure be careful yes. anyway his resignation came two days after Don Adidas took to social media again again to respond to more criticism <laughs> headed his way about his idea for a 16 team championship or something else other than what is currently being put forward so um, I've got a couple of questions that kind of come from this post that I think would be a good discussion point. But I, I, uh -huh. I'll, I'll read off what, what he says. What they don't understand is that this two-group system raises the games to 40 plus the cup. 
for a team to be able to cope, you have to have two equal teams and a huge budget, which most teams can't do without million-dollar investors. Olympiagos and all the teams in the B group are required to play six or seven games in the month of May. As a result, the players get injured or get overworked, and the fans, instead of football, see children's fun houses. Uh, that, that's like a direct translation. I couldn't figure out what the what the actual thing he meant there, the Betty Gesonies, but but anyway. Um, as maybe, a maybe, maybe, maybe maybe he's just trying to say it's, it's a fucking shit show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just he's just mentioning kids. That's all. Um, <laughs> as, as a producer, I see two options going forward. One, first division, ten teams, which fund from their income the second division with ten teams, and the second division to be upgraded. So basically, he's talking about splitting the first division into actual two divisions. And then having division one, two, three, and four before you have stock epileptics. Anyway, um, second one is 16 teams in the first division without groups. 30 games is enough plus the cup. Who are the winners from the current completely failed group system? One, the companies involved in TV rights. Two, the teams that can have a budget of millions. Not millions of debts, but a real budget of millions with rival teams like Aries and Bafos building fans and pro teams of millions and others starting now. In a few years, the old-fashioned teams will be driven into obscurity. See Algis. We need immediate, real cuts. Right? Okay. So, I've got two questions. One... Is what we are seeing with the current investor influx sustainable? Mm. And two, is 16 teams sustainable? So those are my two questions. Okay, so your first question, I think with the foreign investor model, it's hit and miss depending on where you are, I guess. Because we've seen how successful it's been in the Premier League with many clubs. But we've seen how many English teams over the years have struggled when they've had foreign ownership. For example, Wigan Athletic. For example, Charlton Athletic. For example, many other... I mean, look at Inter Milan. Yeah, the Chinese ownership. That hasn't been going well the past couple of seasons. So... I think it's hit and miss depending on who the owner is. Now, on the flip side, how many Cypriot clubs can you think of off the top of your head are actually thriving with Cypriot ownership currently? And I'm still not talking about over the years. I'm talking about now. Like which Cypriot club has got a Cypriot owner and you can say that club doesn't have any financial problems. They're not doing anything untoward. The fans are happy. Everything's great on the pitch. How many? Well, if you'd asked me that in January, yeah, I'd say none. Right. Probably, right? Yeah. But since, um, since the new manager came in for Abolon, yeah, I'd say that they are, the fans are happy with Grizzlies again. 
Yeah. Uh, despite how crap the season went beforehand, they're now looking up at, you know, your Ike and Baffle and thinking, you know, maybe we've got a chance at this. Yeah. And the players and the managers seem to have gelled in such a way that they weren't able to sort out before. Yeah. So Abolon is, is is a good team to look at, I think. Uh, at of least. course. Of course. Um, well, look, after you, that, you could... yeah, it's very on. difficult, isn't it? It's very difficult. Well, to find. this is it. You could you could say Ayek, you know. You could say Ayek. Wait, yeah, but I mean, at the moment, it's <laughs> again. If you'd asked me before January, would have mentioned Ayek. Yeah, but the thing is, the fans aren't complaining about the ownership here. No, and the club isn't struggling financially. Okay, right. on the pitch, they're not doing as well as they were earlier on in the season. But you you don't hear any murmurs. Abuel, mm. some fans like Manidara, some fans hate him. But he's he's on he's got credit in the bank given the success that he's brought to the club. I get it. Omonia, well, that ship has sailed. The the relationship with Baba Stavl right now is you know is irreparable as far as I'm concerned. But then you look down further down on the in the table, Ael. Well, they, they, they're looking to have new owners soon. Salamina have got financial problems. We know about Anorthosi. We've been talking about them all fucking season. Yeah. You know? Voxa, maybe. Gigi's doing well there, I guess. You know? But as a whole... To Voxa, they don't really have that many fans. Well, uh, well they, there you go. <laughs> there you go. You know, so let, yeah. let's okay. So there, there's there's that question solved. It's still a little bit well. It's not really solved, but it's just there's still a yeah. lot to debate. Mm. Your second question with regards to the sixteen uh, teams. On the one hand, I think it's a good idea to make everyone play twice. I think it's a good idea, but at the same time, and this is where what I'm going to about to say is going to be a little bit contra- controversial. We know certain clubs presidents are friends with other club presidents, right? Lower down in the league, up, up, up further up in the league. There's glickers all over the place. Now, if Team A and Team B are challenging for the title and the president of Team A is good mates with the president of Team J, for example, yeah. and Team J are playing Team B at the weekend, all right, you're, you're expecting it to be a fair game. You're expecting, you know, Team J to to work their hardest. But then you know that when Team J play Team A, they're going to bend over for him. So I think this is why the league split makes more sense for the top six anyway, because they're all battling against each other. Mm. You're not going to see much, well, you hardly see fuckery going on between these teams like, throwing games or whatever and all that. I mean, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I'm not going to lie to you. It, it appears this particular season, every team in the top six want, don't want a ball to win the league. <laughs> That's just yeah. how it seems. That's yeah. just how it seems. Um, yeah, yeah. But if you look at the bottom half of the table, I, on the flip side, on the bottom half of the table, you know, even doing a review of Group B games, we're like, oh, is, is there a fucking point? You know? And mm-hmm. it's it's sad to see because there are some talented players in that in that league in that section, and you know obviously we don't want to shit on them, but the meaningless games and it makes it even more difficult when the bottom three are effectively down. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't. Yeah, what yeah. do you think? What do you think? So um, I'm going to relate it first to Olympiagos, right? So 
because Don Adidas is complaining about the situation that Olympiagos are in in the first place. He's saying that the team has to play 40 games and then they had all the cup matches to deal with as well. So if they had a full 16-team league, right, in the full 14-team league um, phase, they came 13th out of 14 with only two wins, right? in those 26 games that they played. So what would an extra four games in the league phase have done for them instead of these playoffs? Imagine if the last four games of this 16-team league season ended up being Aris Abuel, Bafos and Aik. Would you expect them to get any points from that? No. No, exactly. So for me, the league split makes sense because... You know, you've got the top six, the top six bit becomes very competitive because they're yeah. all at each other's throats. They all want to get to those top three places and, you know, maybe go try and win the thing. And in theory, the bottom split, you've got teams playing against each other that have the same skill quality as well. So it's more likely teams are going to pick points off each other on that end as well. So there is that certain... There, there, there's 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 more um uh, what's the word there's, there's there's more competitiveness in the bottom part of the league if you have this league split now having eight teams in the bottom and six teams in the top doesn't make sense if anything flip them round you should probably have eight teams at the top six teams at the bottom all right uh, it would mean uh it, it would also mean as well that you know your um, your big teams that might have missed out this season, next season they can still get into that top in the top part of the group. You know, no complaints. You know, talk about Anorthosis and Ayel, they missed out this time because of uh, Bafo and Ari doing so well. Now that is still it's still not guaranteed, but it. it plays off better for them, right? And then it does mean that, you know, your Carmiotisa, Olympiagos, Gritas, you know, these teams with smaller squads that uh, Dornaridis talks about play less games. Now, the other way you solve that is instead of going up to 16, you go back down to 12 and then just have six and six. But how many of the smaller teams would agree with that, do you think? <laughs> Because it's more likely for them to get relegated, isn't it? Now, I don't think a 16-team league would work because Cyprus doesn't have the population for a 16-team top league. You know, it, just, it, it doesn't work. People, people aren't going to show up to see, uh, you know, for, for all the will in the world, right? Let's talk about Olympiagos versus Agridas, Yeah. That, that match, which is which was like relegation candidates, both teams need to win to, to have any standard, standard chance of, you know, staying up. 50 people went to it. All you do by making the, the, the league bigger is you're going to have more games where just 50 people show up. Now, on top of that, you don't have enough stadiums that are the quality of the first division for there to be a 16-team league. You know, the you've got 
two grounds in Lemesor, one in Bafo, three in Scala, yeah. Uh, the Dasagi, Dasos Marku, and the Gasibi, and the and, and the Colosio in in Lefkosia, yeah. Like in Magario, I don't know how that gets past what. Well, how that gets qualified through. Yeah, you can play first league games in there. And then you've got Loxas new stadium as well. Now, do you think uh Othello Zatieno would travel all the way to Bafo to play their their home games? No, well, no. no. Because you know, you've got so many teams already playing in Scala, you've got so many teams already playing Leveso, you've got so many teams already playing Lefkosia. Yeah. Well, so, someone put in the in our, on our Twitter account the other day when I put the photograph of the uh, the Othello Stadium and the state of the pitch. Uh, someone replied like they're going to be playing all their home games in Larnaca next season. Yeah, they could be. So it could be uh, Ayacarina. It could be um, uh, Salamina's ground. Uh, Salamina's ground. It could be uh, at the pub. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if the uh, <laughs> is still is it, it still qualifies. I mean, if the Magarion does, I'm guessing the Hasis does. Yeah, well. true, true. Yeah. Um, but you know, there's also that the Vasagi. Yes, could yes. be a place for them to play. But anyway, either way, sixteen. I don't think a sixteen team league works in Dipro because the country's too small, man. Yeah. It's too small. But the thing is, when um, the, last season we had 12 teams, and the year before that, we had 16 teams. And that season was when Olympia Goz came sixth. And in fact, they got to the cup final as well. And they lost to Anorthos in the final. Um, but the funny thing is, the bottom half of the table that year had Bafo, Aboel, Ethnigoz, Doxa. Salamina, Hermes, Paralimni, and Garmiodisa. So the, the only two teams that different for, in the in the whole league that season compared to now are um, Hermes and uh, Ethnigos. The rest are the same teams. Yep. The only difference is Agrida this season and who's the other one? Oh, Paralimni, is it? No, Paralimni were there. Paralimni were there. Uh, so it'd be Salamina. Salamina were there. Salamina were there. Um, Achna, oh my God. Achna. Achna then. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. There you go. Aris. 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 Aris went there. Yeah, Aris went there. Of course, yeah. Yeah, but, but, but the, I, think, I think the playoff system, the way that they've got it, if it was reversed... So you had eight teams playing at the top and six teams at the bottom. I think that would be a more um, yes. worthwhile that, thing. Because in theory, those top eight teams have got bigger squads so they can deal with the 40 games. Yeah. And on top of that, it makes the, the bottom the, the bottom three relegation spots more competitive. Exactly. Yep. So there you go. We sold it. There you go. You're welcome. Hey, Kumar, give us money, man. Give us money. <laughs> Give us money. We 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 we're fixing it for you now. The the, oh, the yeah. So I didn't answer the second bit, which is the yes. the, the uh, investing. Yes. So 
kind of I agree with you on, on the investment side, right? But the foreign investment that's coming into uh, Kipro as well isn't always working. You know, the, the the guys with the big money, because you know Aris and Bafos, they're doing very very well. But you've also got Garmiodissa. Oh yes, and that isn't working. No, and the difference is. Whereas Bafo and Ari have Eva's business plan, yeah. Remember, remember yep. the podcast with Eva? She's talking yep. about business plans. They've got a business plan. You know, they're investing in the team, but they're also investing behind the scenes. Yeah. Uh, and that behind the scenes is investment is the thing that's kind of going to bring the, the, those two clubs up to an elite level. Yeah. Right. Which means. Teams like Omonia, who don't own their own training ground, or say uh, Abuel, who. Or Omonia that don't own their own stadium. (laughs) Yeah, uh, or Abuel with Arjangelos. I don't know what the hell's going on at Arjangelos for all these injuries to be happening or things Mm -hmm. things of the like. And, you know, and that's where these teams are getting lost. Yeah, and I think you're starting to see that now as well because Sandy and Orthos is saying, Yeah, they're going to invest more in the youth academies, they're going to invest more behind the scenes rather than on mm. the playing staff. Which means, is going and he said this, there's going to be a transition period yeah. while they go through this, which is which is correct. Now, you know. And then it, it, there's all there's always going to be teams that struggle to match the finances of the bigger teams because it happens mm. in every league. Yeah, you know, sure. you're not going to have Bournemouth challenging Man City with you've got two different levels of investment. Yeah, yeah, right. Same thing. Now Salamina, Olympiagos, Doxa, they're not going to have the same investment that Ari and Bafo have. Mm. So they're not going to. They, they, they're not their expectations aren't going to be the same. No, that's right. Yeah. Which is why right. what what's going on at Nelsalamina right now is a bit. Mm. Uh, don't bring up Alki in anything sustainable as well. You know they're, yeah. they're called they're called Athanadi, right? They've died twice now. <laughs> <laughs> We're yeah. just kind of waiting for next Easter for them to make a make a it, resurrection. It, oh. Immortals, immortals, my ass. <laughs> Jesus is in there going. What about me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, right. So another thing, right, about this investment, right? On our side, they did a raffle to win a, a, an apartment. If you remember, I'm talking. Yes. I've made a big deal about the tres colones. That, yes. they, that they mentioned in this big press conference about investment and whatnot. One of them was the one of the Golones, one Angorizavo more like, but anyway, <laughs> one one of these Golones was this raffle, right, to win a flat. Now they've had to extend the period to buy tickets because they haven't sold enough. Really? Yeah. No, so they haven't, come they, on. They haven't, they haven't made the draw. They were supposed to make the draw and they've delayed the draw because they haven't sold enough of these tickets. Wow. Okay. That's interesting. <laughs> okay. 
I'd have thought someone would want an apartment. <laughs> well, yeah, but obviously not enough people. Wow, okay. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Anyway. 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 Um, um, yeah, so all of this is obviously then kind of leaning leaning back towards Dodnari, this uh, kind of yes. like it, it's his uh, his mental health, I think, is dive bombed because he, yeah. he did a massive post earlier in the day about all kinds of weird stuff that I can't be bothered to go into. Was it about then, aliens by any chance? It's all about aliens. I don't, I don't know if you mentioned aliens or not. I kind of read half of it and then thought, you know what, I'm not going to... Uh, just just whatever. I'll let, I'll let people catch up on that by themselves. And then, like, two hours later, I, I kind of wrote the notes. I had all the notes prepared and everything. And, oh, there you go. There you go, Stel. Send them off. Uh, sit back and relax. You know, watch a DVD with my son for a little bit. Watch a film. Uh, and then, Dodnari this surprises everybody by fucking off. He's gone. All change, all change. So he did a big yep. press release. I'm going to read. Yep. I'm going to try and read through this as quick as I can. Well, should, should I just on. hit the translate button? <laughs> Would that be easier? Well, yeah, but I mean, people listening aren't going to know what, what okay. it says. So I'm going to read through this as quick as I can. I am returning to Cyprus tomorrow. I will meet with the players to see what I can do with the club's finances, how I can help, and then I leave. If there is anyone interested in entering the cesspool of Cypriot football, let them work hard. In the event that Gomas and the entire network he has created leave, then I will continue to help the team and whoever takes over the presidency. Every weekend, my life and my children's life has become hell. A constant anxiety about what will be done inside the stadium by the delegates and then what will be written by the dot, dot, dot that are put through Olympiagos by the various politically entangled and vested interests. It has been four years that they have insulted us with Theodli initially, and then he mentions a 3 0 score that ended 2 2 with Acid Lysis. I've got no idea what that's about. And then he mentions uh, the stuff that we talked about um, uh, a few weeks back, where he mentioned that Vasilis and Glezu Gumis and uh, Roberto Costas. Uh, which so which is, one's got the Filipineza? <laughs> yeah, one of, the, one of those has got the Filipineza. I can't remember which one. But yeah, now that they and now that they're promoting Antonio and Fodio, Fodio, if you remember, fifteen minutes ago, twenty minutes ago, whenever that was, was the the VARF who yeah. uh, who who uh, saw the tackle from Nani. Um, they are honestly being so obvious that in the end I will end up in a mental hospital. <laughs> I started at Olympiagos without any title, without being a member of the board or anything else, with the aim of transferring my knowledge to young footballers and helping Olympiagos as much as I can. I've become a graphic garagiosis. Uh, so try and translate that into English. Um, uh, it basically means the doormat, doesn't it? The yeah, idiot doormat. Yeah. Um, yeah. whose truths I speak cannot be understood by sports fans who have learned to be mocked, robbed, and for them to applaud, because if you think about it, this is the truth. 
We will tell you more about it soon. Always with love. Wow. And he didn't even end it with never surrender. So does this I mean, mean he, he surrendered? Did. He did. Oh. But, but. They didn't put it there. Okay, fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Because okay. he obviously surrendered, isn't he? He's resigned. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So. That. So all change, all change, even in places where we weren't expecting it. Yeah. Well, I said it a few weeks ago. Was it last week or the week before that? I think he's going to run for president next time. Um, I, I get the feeling now he's probably going to end up in the Far East. He might go do some soul searching, might join some monks, some Buddhist monks, and, um, you know, sit by the campfire singing Kumbaya. You know, you never know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you never know, you never oh, know mate. But yes, so kind of all change. Obviously, so we're going to have a change in the presidency out in Bagos. We're also going to have a change in the presidency at Nea Salamina. Now, Nea Salamina, as I'm kind of jumping through my notes, trying to bring everything, trying to mesh everything together into a yeah, storyline. Yeah. We That's we it. do we do stories here, um, so Nea Salamina have postponed their general assembly, which was supposed to happen tomorrow, by a week, and the reason yep. behind it is because they haven't had any nominations for replacements of the board. Ooh. So yeah, so they have extended the pool of people who can be nominated for election up to the board as long as they have been a member of the club for at least two years. Oh no, that's a yeah, shame. So I was going to nominate myself. So they've had, well, I mean, they've had to widen it out to people because nobody's come forward from the member. people they were expecting. I need to get my membership. Yeah, yeah. Sort it, sort it out. Sort it out quick because I think by next week they'll be they'll be allowing anybody. Um, yeah. But yeah, because no, nobody in the Cinders more that they thought that they could bring up wants to have it. And the current oh, wow. board doesn't want to have the responsibility either. So this boardroom uncertainty means that they are refusing to discuss contract extensions until after a new board is elected. So Bursa Ball is probably going to head off. And Magis Babayuano, who is the technical director at the moment, seems to be already be heading out the door because he's already because Abolonov approached him to be head of scouting. Okay. Now, because of that, all the papers, all the paper, all the papers. Who reads papers anymore? All the media <laughs> outlets inside Cyprus yes. uh, are saying that Doregaray is going to follow him out. Okay. Um, so, uh, someone on Twitter compared Doregaray to Zelaya, and okay. obviously Zelaya was a great fit at Abolon. So he expects Doregaray to be a really good signing for him, and I agree. If you got Doregaray and Bitta up front, some re- that's a good strike force. Of course, I'll tell there. you what, with the, with the way that they're going financially, Salamina, you might see the likes of Chico Bantha joining another club, yeah, um, top six club. I can see that happening as well. There's going to so, be a few. There's going to be quite a few players that are going to be heading out. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yep. watch this space. Watch this space. Yeah, I mean, and then obviously the other boardroom change that's already happened. This is Anorthosis, so they're prepping for next season. Yep. So Vesco has been announced to go back into the youth academies. Yep. Um, so he's also having a massive input as to 
which players are staying and which ones are going. Yeah. Um, uh, the new president, Sandys, has made a big deal about making sure the club guards itself for the future by having a good academy pipeline. And Vesco is seen as an important part to that. Now, it's also been reported that Victor Sanchez is going to be the new coach, following conversations with the technical director, Prieto. Uh, both sides seem impressed with each other. So, a quick history for Sanchez. He's played for Real Madrid, racing Santander, Banatinaigos and Elche, and has caps for the Spanish national team. His coaching career extends to Deportivo, Olympiagos, the good one, uh, Real Betis and, Ma and Malaga. And for anyone interested, his last coaching role ended in 2020. But I'm not going to tell you why he has another job since then. If anybody is interested, they can Google it. Mm. Yeah. And now, obviously, as well, other changes in, in the boardroom. So, Foglaus is handing Ail back to the Somadio. We've got... Um, who else have we got? There's, there's more, some more changes as well, or is that it? That's it. Um, no, no, no news with Omonia. Baba yeah, no, is yeah. leaving. No, no, yeah. no, he's not no, going. No, 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 no. Yeah. Grigori's yeah. still there. Yeah, he's okay. Okay, fine. <laughs> there goes us next season. Yeah. Anyway. But, so there you go. <laughs> there you go. go. Right. Let's go. Lovely. Right. Let's quickly switch gears. And move over to the cup because obviously when we recorded last week it was a Tuesday, Wednesday was the Cypriot Cup semi-finals. I'm not going to call it the Coca-Cola Cup semi-final. I can't do that. But Omonia, we're, we're not. No, Omonia came back from behind to beat Buffer by three goals to one. I didn't see it coming. I'm not going to lie. I had no hope for us to win. Valakari gave them the lead. Mixed discreet equalised. And then Kasama scored his first goal for the club with a massive deflection. Lucky one, but I'll take it and give a shit. And Humbo with the third with an even luckier goal. I'm not no, complaining. And to be honest, when, when the ball went to Lesiax, I was saying, put it in the corner, mate. Keep it in the corner. Keep it in the corner. And then went in the back of the net. <laughs> what the, what the fuck do I know? <laughs> oh and, and the next game, um, Ael... Won by a goal to nil against Olympiagos. See, I spelled Olympiagos correctly there on the bottom yeah. screen, as you can see. Uh, Our friend Joel Moll beaten uh, from another set piece, unfortunately. It, it just seems to be worldies beating him this season, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's just yeah, like, we, we, we always seem to catch him out as well. It's, it's, it's not... <laughs> <laughs> he, the, he, the coach. He, needed, no. he needed another. He, he needed another one of him. On, on that yeah, side exactly. of the goal to stop it exactly it's, it's but the, I, I like the uh, the aisle interim coach taking off his jacket throwing it away and uh, just looking like Vin Diesel like he's about <laughs> to kick off you know he just wants to get into his like super impreza and just speed down you know uh, go down Magario yeah, yeah family man don't mess with the family <laughs> so yeah it's uh, Omoni against Ayel in the final and um, they, it was supposed to be on the 3rd of July but they've moved it yeah, to the June. 24th of May. Uh, June, sorry, June. Yeah. July, fucking hell. Mine will be July. Uh, yeah. But yeah, they've moved it to the 24th of, of May. So everyone is, I guess everyone is happy, apart from the the teenagers that have got their exams on that day. Yeah. There's quite a few of them that are going to be unhappy, so their mind isn't going to be on the uh, on their exams. But kids, study. 
Okay, just study. Don't worry about the cup final. Focus on your studies and then worry about the cup final. But yeah, how do you think that's going to go then? Oh, it's a difficult one, isn't it? I don't concede many. Uh, and Omonia, I've got the, I think, the cup manager, really. Because, I mean, you talk about him being a passion merchant. It's That's what you need in the cup, isn't it? Because form, yep. form, form goes out the window, doesn't it? When you're true. In the cup. So very, very true. I, I probably got the better form going into it, obviously, because, you know, they've been playing... Uh, they, they, they've been playing less quality opposition. Yeah. Monia have been... You know, if they if, if they if they look at how the league the league has been going since the split, it's not been going well as itself. So no, it it so, hasn't. But I'll tell you what, I I didn't recognise that on Monia against Buffer, to be honest. Yeah, I didn't so, recognise them. So that's I, I think that's what you need for the cup is you need somebody who's going to tell them to throw form out of the window. Uh, it's a difficult one to call. Yeah, especially. Especially just because of the quality that I'll have in that team. If if the, this new manager unlocks the attacking potential that that team has, then it could be it, it will be I'll. But uh, you know you've got players like Karim that Armonia have up front. You've got Karim. You've got I know I know we keep shitting on Besedin, but he's a very good he's a very good hold up player. He just needs the players around him to make the runs. Uh, you know, try not to play less yaks, and then Omonia, Omonia might win the game. Well, to be fair, he had a very good game against Buffalo, and he was good against Aboil, yeah. which we're going to go into in a bit. So I, I can't shoot on him. He's he's hitting form at the right time. The, the one thing I will say, which I'm very very worried about from the playing side of things, is the IL fans are going to take. Eight or nine thousand, and their fans—they are hungry, man, and and they're loud when it, even when it comes to league games. Yep. So when it yeah, a cup final, the first cup final since when? Twenty nineteen. Mm, I don't know, man. I don't know. They they they're a very boisterous set of supporters, and uh, they can have a massive bearing on the game, massive bearing. So, yeah, yeah, um, I think. So if you again the Bafos game, Omonia probably considered on the dogs, right? Against Abuel, again, they probably were considered on the dogs. Kind of I think this is Ael just because of the season Ayala happened. You think um Ayala the underdogs this time around. So it'll be yeah. it'll be interesting to see how uh Sofroni gets uh gets the, the team motivated in a different way for this for, for this match. Oh, for sure. For yeah. sure. Anyway, we've done 50 minutes. Let's do the league, oh, sorry, the league A, league, uh, group A games. Yep. And the first one, we're going to go right away to Limassol. So for his old club, one of the many old clubs, Abolon, who needed a wonder strike from Captain Humbo. The guy who we were talking about months and months ago saying, where has he gone? He's such an important player for him. Like, yeah. Why is he not rated? But 
he scored a contender for goal of the season. We've got loads of contenders this this fucking this season, man. I can't wait to to do a final video of all of all the goals. But yeah, yeah an absolute wonder goal to win the game. And um I don't know if that's curtains for Ayak when it comes to the title, mate. Um I mean, you know, we we um we 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 said it what well, some some of us on this podcast said that it was too late for Aris. I won't say who, because it wasn't Stell, but I won't say who it was. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> uh, no, it was me. I'll put my hand up. I said that it was a bit late for Aris to win the league now. And as you, as you can see, they're, uh, they're, they're flying at the moment. So I don't think we can um, cancel them out yet for the league. You know... Um, I think they've still got to play Ice. I can't have a name. They've still got to play Abuel as well. Yeah, so that's still, right. They've still got something to say. But they've got, what... they've got Alice at home at the weekend. Yeah. And then they go away to Abuel, I think. Yeah. So those, those two games, I mean, there's only four games left, but those two games are make or break. Yeah, absolutely. Um, They've got Gushko back, which uh, you know against against Omonia, it was very important, wasn't he, for him? Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. And you know his dead ball delivery, as as we saw just in the highlight, there is is something that they've that they've missed while he's been injured. Yeah. Um, but it's I don't know. Maybe 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 they need a Sofroni. Maybe Ayak need a Sofroni. They need a passion merchant to go in there and be <laughs> like, listen, guys. What's going on? Because <laughs> uh, uh, it, it, I just think it's a confidence issue. It's a confidence issue. Like if a game doesn't end up going for them, then they they retreat into their shell. Because yeah. uh, as, as you saw, kind of like with the highlights, it was quite a lot of Ike at the beginning of this highlight reel, and now you're starting to see uh, Bollon come more and more and more into the game. Yep. Yeah, the thing is, I thought that Oldra was going to get the sack after the the loss against Buffalo, and that was a really bad defeat. I mean, yeah. to get the scoreline, but the, the, the defensive uh, play was was shambolic. But obviously, they got a good result against Omonia. Um But yeah, this this game it, it could have gone either way. In all fairness, but I think yeah. when, the moment Humble scored the goal, you could just tell that. It just took the life out of Ike completely. I mean, look at that nah. fucking hell! I what mean, did you call it on the, what did you call it on the WhatsApp? A thunder bastard. Ah, that's 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 an <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Bosh. <laughs> yeah, it's it's something else. It's, it's something else. Like he's, he's again, like magic. He's appeared out of nowhere, humble, and he's. Is delivering for this team. That's it's... the sucker punch. It's like in boxing. It's the right hook Bam! that lands on the chin, and and that was it for Ike because that goal. I mean, look, it, it was fairly end to end. It was fairly uh, well. It was even. It was an even game up until that goal, and you can yeah. tell the moment the ball hit the back of the net. You seen, you know, Pirich, His soul leaves his body. <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> you just see it, yeah. and you're like, oh, fuck, that's it, you know? And yeah, they oh. had a, a few opportunities. There was that header there, which, all right, on another day, other side of the post, 
you know, it's, it's in the back of the net. But I think, you know, with a wonder strike like that, it really takes the life out of the opponent. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they were, they were looking not to go 2 0 down there. Mm. Bit yeah. in very good form Bitar, this season. Yeah, so. Bitar, Bitar should have scored that, but yeah. But what do you make of uh, Abolon? You know, Andone's come in and he's obviously made some big changes in terms of, you know, the, the motivation, in terms of the, the, the tactics, in terms of just getting them to play better football. Um, yeah. And as you mentioned at the top of the show, everything seems rosy with, with Girzi at the moment. The thing is with this club, there's always a wait for it moment. You know, it's always a wait for it moment. Yeah. And I'm waiting for that to come. <laughs> I'm waiting for well, that to come. I mean, it'll be it'll be tomorrow night as we're recording. That'll be the moment. Because whilst Gibbs hasn't found the investor to replace him, that board, except for Gibbs, is still going to get replaced. So it depends on the people around him whether or not they uh whether whether or not they get they advise him properly because obviously the you know the last lot kind of fucked up major uh this season anyway up until the appointment of Andoni so um yeah I mean it's not for lack of trying on Giddy's end, you know. The the they actually Abolon actually announced that they brought in uh you know foreign consultants to try and find somebody to invest in the club. It just doesn't seem to have happened. Uh, and yeah, like you said, the fans and kind of the people surrounded Giddy's are saying to him, No, you should stay. Like, despite the fact that you announced that you're going to resign, you should stay. So, you would think he's going to stay. But we'll see. We'll see what gets announced. Could be an interesting time day tomorrow. Time in There we go. This time next week, we might be discussing this again. Lemesor's going to be on fire tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Blimey. Blimey. Both teams, but both Abolon and Ayala are going to be announcing some, some new yeah, stuff. Yes, well, watch this space. Watch this space. Mm. Anyway, next game. Let's go over to the Razi B, the classic. Abuel against Omonia, a game which Abuel had to win to, um, I guess, um, reinforce their title charge or at least get them back into it because they haven't won a game in the playoffs and... Six minutes in, Crespo does that handball penalty to Ammonia, and so so hold on, yeah, it's, go on. Obviously, kind of with the way that they've been looking at handballs in the box here, right? That is that that is handball, but the guy's sprinting to catch up with Zahario, right? Mm-hmm. So if he's sprinting, where's he going to put his arms? Is he going to put his arms behind uh, behind his back? You know, when you're sprinting, you're pumping your arms to to get to get some additional speed on it, aren't you? Yeah, of but, course. But yeah, 
it's the the way that I think it's more to do with the way that the rule has been interpreted in Cyprus, man. It's all yeah. over the place. Humble yeah. decisions. Yeah, Karim but, missed the, the penalty at the bar, but yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. The Kvili die had the goal disallowed for offside. The lines seem to be all right, anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, line, lines were fine. No, there was there was a shot that came up earlier in the highlight reel there with Ephraim. Now, did that did that go out for a corner? Why, oh, you know, after after he finished rolling around. Yes, it did. All oh, right, yes. okay, all right. Because I was going to. If it wasn't a corner, then that should be called back for a peno as well, shouldn't it? But yep, um, right. but since since right. it got called, since it got called for a corner, I'll allow it. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, watching the game. I mean, obviously, I did I did a watch along which you tuned in for. Yep. Thank you very much. Um, yep. And in in all fairness, thinking looking looking at the highlights. I think that pretty much sums up how the, the game went. There was only one team that had the impetus to go forward and attack. It's almost as if Omonia were happy to, to hold on for a nil-nil. And, okay, there's a couple of last-ditch challenges we saw earlier where Banayodo cleared one before he went to Kavili uh, Dai, but that, that was offside. There's this shot from Ben, which went just wide. Um, but the thing is, that's like, it, it didn't seem like... Abuel did enough to, to actually win the game. I mean, I know Uzoha had a fantastic save in the last five minutes, or I think it was in injury time actually. Um, well, but, to be fair, he pulled off he pulled off two or three really good saves. You know, he was. Well, yeah, but what you mean that one from Kavili Dyer? Yeah, just we just thought, no, that's a, I think it's a routine save for a goalkeeper, mate. Yeah. To be fair, he should be he should be making that. In fact, I'm I'm a bit pissed off he didn't hold on to it. In all fairness, but oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> but but the thing is, it's if you're an Upper World fan, are you looking at this performance and thinking we we were unlucky not to win this game, or are you thinking fucking oh like you know we've blown it? Nah. Uh, so, uh, it, well, your your brother your brother's an Upper World fan, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I got messages. I got messages from him afterwards. And his thinking is that regardless of whether Abuel win the league this season, he thinks that the manager should go. Really? Because yeah, yeah, and I think wow. uh, 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 and and I, uh, I think people are starting to turn around to that now because um, and it's it, it's a formation thing, so you can only blame luck so much. So. Uh, I think I think we mentioned like with with Ayak with Ultra he has a plan A, and he doesn't really have a plan B. A plan B with Ultra is plan A but yeah. harder, whereas uh, whereas the the Abuel manager he's got plan A and if plan A doesn't work stick five strikers on right. uh, and. And and I think and and I think people are starting to get a bit wound up with that. Okay. Because it's it's as well. He's not he's not flexible with the the players he's choosing. So for instance, Safo Safo's dead. He's been a very good player. He's a very good player. Uh, but since the playoffs have started, he's been uh, he's been not the same. And um, whether mm. that's due to tiredness, fatigue, fitness issues, fitness issues, <laughs> it's 
whatever it is, is not the same. But he's still he's still in the first eleven every game. Like he's not changing it up. He, he, like he doesn't believe in Sacha. I don't know what the what the deal is there. You've got Kvitaya is all right as as a forward, but at the moment he's playing this lone striker role. So there isn't there isn't a classic number nine getting into the box. So he's heading it down. He's keeping the ball. He's giving it down to the wings to Dalcio. He's giving it to Ben. He's giving it to uh, Marquinhos if he's playing or Ephraim. But there isn't a nine in the box that's then that they're waiting for that killer ball through from these players because the nine. Is the one heading it down to them outside the box in the first place. Now, on top of that, Kvidai keeps getting caught offside. He keeps mistiming his runs, fouls, kind of all over the place. But he persists with him. Like, Makeda was on the bench and he came on afterwards. Ilya was on the bench, came on afterwards. He has, he has the he has the team to rotate, and he's not rotating. The thing is, mate, I, I see where you're coming from in terms of the whole formation side of things, because you're always going to get a 4-2-3-1 with Milojevic, right? And when, you're, when, when, when your team is, is uh, set up a certain way, right, and you don't have any other way of playing, the only thing you can do is rotate the players, so, for example, he started with Sarfo and Kostadinov in the in the holding midfield roles. No problem, yeah. because they, they've been effective that way. Ben is a number 10, Dalcio on the right, and Efrem on the left. Now, if Marquinhos was fit, he'd be on the left-hand side. And I think he'd have a lot of joy against Gitso, who's, who isn't a right-back, but he played a right-back. But what we saw was Efrem making these diagonal runs constantly, so it's almost as if he played as a, as a centre-forward a lot yeah. of the time, right? You had Dalcio coming inside, effectively as a second number 10 to help Ben. So you're waiting for your fullbacks to get forward. And yeah, they were getting forward, but Suzic went off with an injury, with another knee injury. And this goes back to what I said on the pod in, on No Choftes about, you know, these, these recurrences, these injury recurrences. If you're expecting your player to go up and down the field for 90 minutes every game, he's going to get impact injuries. We saw Wheeler go off a few weeks ago with an ACL. All right, that was innocuous, but that could be wear and tear because the guy was just constantly going up and down that fucking wing, mm -hmm. right? But the thing is, what happened second half? Well, this happened in the, in the first half, actually. He put Ben on the right-hand side and he put Dalcio as a number 10. That didn't work. So second half, he changes it up a bit. He puts Dalcio as a holding midfielder, puts Safo as a 10, Keeps Ben on the right-hand side. Well, you're not really making any major changes. No. It's only when he brought on Makeda. And the thing is, for me, as, as good as Makeda proved himself in Greece, don't get me wrong, him and Kvilidaya, they're too similar. And by that, mm -hmm. I mean not, not the fact that they both hold the ball up well. It's just that they like to come deep. And if you've got two number nines playing as false nines, then you need your wingers to play more inverted, play more central. And they weren't doing that. Yeah. The, the time I worried as an Ammonia fan was when Dongala came on. 
Because as an impact player, I think he's phenomenal. And to be honest, I think he should be starting. But apparently he's been playing with pain-killing injections. And he causes us loads of problems. Pace kills. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I mean, you know, you mentioned the the players and you mentioned the, the, the system and all the changes, but I know Aboav had loads of injuries this season. Yeah. Loads. Loads. And again, is this down to the training sessions? Is this down to how Milojevic sets them up in training or sets them up during games? Because they have started games slow, especially in the derbies, the first 10, 15 minutes of matches. We've been talking about this for a while. Yeah, yeah. And then they pick it up when they need to. But I, I don't know. There's just something, something just doesn't seem right, man. Something just no, doesn't not, seem right. Yeah, it, it doesn't. There's something, something, something's not happening correctly there. And, you know, there's also talk and rumours of players not being paid and... Uh, you know, there's also stuff going on with, um, again, going back to, going back to, he keeps picking players despite them being out of form, for instance, you know, it takes Susic off because of the injury. He puts Chibak on. I mean, I'd rather have a cardboard cutout of Chibak. No, he's terrible. He's terrible. I mean, I mean, you saw as well at the. I think you mentioned on the on the live watch as well at the end of the game. He goes over. Chapak goes over to Uzoho, and they're like, yeah. wow, "Great game, huh? Oh wow, yeah, wow. That, that that pissed me off. Yeah. I don't even support him, but that pissed me off. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you know, there's. If if the players and the manager aren't careful, they're going to lose the fans. And if they lose the fans, it's going to be a terrible time these last four games. Yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is, I mean, if if you look at, look, I, I'm just going one by one because I'm on I'm on transfer mark, and it's showing me like the the, the players, and it, you yeah. can go up to like their injury records, for example. Um, so if I go to say Garo, who didn't play at the weekend. Yeah. This season he's missed five, six, seven, eight, nine games through to either injuries or illness. Now apparently he's out with a fractured rib at the moment. That's why he's he's been missing recently. Yeah. Right. So that you could say, all right, that's a fractured rib. You can't really do too much about it. It's not an impact injury. But if I were to go to say, all right, Kostadinov, right? He's missed a bag of games this season. Hang on. Yep. Injury. Yep. Um, uh, right at the beginning of the season. Six, 12, 15 games. Um, three have been due to a new uh, knee injury. Six have been, according to the transfer mark, a knock. I, I don't know how a player can be out for 36 days with a knock. Doesn't seem right to me. And he missed four games in between October and November due to an unknown injury. So I, I'm guessing a lot of these injuries are, are, are muscular-related. That's the only way I can put it. I mean, Villafanez is out for the season now. Yeah. And he went off. What game was it that he went off? Was it the last game? Who was it? Who did they play last time? Hell, man. Harris. Against Harris. Yeah, it was, it was, right? yeah, it was Harris. It was the draw. Yeah. He, this season, he's missed uh, 13, 14, 15, 17 games due to injury. 17. Yeah. 
Yep. That, I mean, that's crazy. No, it's not. That's really crazy. So something is seriously going on here. I don't even want to mention Lonis because Lonis is just like, he's Mr. Glass. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, they shouldn't have brought him in in the first place. No. You know, a lot of a lot of fans, a lot of Abuel fans like Lonis. But yeah. the man, the man's a modern day Darren Anderton. He's... Yeah, he's missed he's missed eleven games this season. I mean, if you look at his fucking hell, his transfer, his, sorry, his his injury record and transfer mark, bloody hell! <laughs> How many pages is there? <laughs> uh, just the two. <laughs> oh right, just okay. Just the two, but, but, but wow, I mean, very very big ones. Very well, look, big it, ones. it says here, where, which club is this? Which club is this that he was yeah, at? Man. The team that he's on loan from. Is it uh, which club? God. Where's he on loan from? I can't remember. Well, it says he missed 10 games between November and January 2021. November 2020 and January 2021. He missed 10 games due to a muscular injury. Uh, Stade Rem. Yeah, and, that's it, yeah. Yeah. So, again, you, you've got to question the techniques at the club. And at what point does the, does the medical team look at all these injuries and say... Boss, something's wrong here. Something's not right. Are you battering them in training? That that could be it, man. It could, could be. It, it could be. Could be. I mean, could I'm be. just guessing that a red star. Maybe he was obviously they're they're a higher level, so I'm guessing that maybe he's brought in those training techniques to up well, and their players aren't built like that. You know? Yeah. Maybe they're not. I don't know. But if up well don't win the title, you can say you can blame the manager for the tactics, but I think you can also blame him for the training. Because had they not had so many injuries, recurrences, we'd be talking something different now, I I believe anyway. I believe. Yeah. No, 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 I I agree with you. There's a a lot of players that have been, they've been out that could have done like Gustadinov, his, uh, you know, when you, when you look at the form that they went on once he came back from his first injury at the beginning of the season, they come, that, yeah. that's when they went on that massive unbeaten run uh, that got them back into contention. You know, so just 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 that one injury alone, like completely, you know, yeah. you know lost on points. Yeah, again, Villafanez is the same. Um, you know, and it's it's well, it's 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 a lot. A lot of the injuries as well are coming from midfield. Yeah. So, yeah. might be something worth looking at. Uh, well. But uh, yeah, well. there you go. There you go. Abuel, man, Abuel, what are you gonna do? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, let's move on to the final game, the new yeah. classical, the new yeah, classic. We go, we go from the that's it. Classic. <laughs> Addis beating Buffalo by two goals to one. A very entertaining game here. I must. I must admit. I must yeah. admit. Very entertaining game. Uh, three very good goals as well. But the first one from Gomis was an absolute beaut. Jairo equalised. But then the man who missed the penalty last week redeemed himself with the winner. Got got in two one to Addis. Uh, they are now what three points six? Oh, how many points clear are they now? I don't even know. Three now. points clear from our three points clear. It's, two points clear it's, from our it's world. It's three, three, three. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah. 
So, yes, your thoughts, my friend. Yeah. Uh, again, congratulations to both teams. Putting on a spectacle. What they, as they seem to be doing now, you know, they seem to be putting on a show for people. Um, now, yeah, so uh, first, on, first on Bafos' side, uh, the Salgado's got players like Valicari and Coco playing again. It's, it's something that uh, we mentioned before is that Berg wasn't playing Coco. He wasn't playing. Like Coco at the beginning of this game, quite a lot of the, the highlights are coming from his runs down, down the side, kind of Salgado esque runs down the side, crossing the ball in, you know. Trying to trying trying to get uh trying trying to get players involved, um, but yeah, and and again, Bruno not starting the game, <laughs> just just putting oh, it out oh, there for oh, all the Omonia oh, fans oh, to enjoy. Oh, uh, oh, Bruno's oh, not oh. still not starting games for him. Um, well, I I tell you what, uh, I don't know if you I don't know if you saw the uh, oh sorry, Karen, Karen, because yeah. you, no, I, 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 I was going to say the one thing oh. the one thing that he hasn't managed to stop Bafo doing is. They still haven't gone behind and fought back to win a game. Correct the mundo. Yeah. Yeah. Mundo. And, I, and, I, and, I, and I think it's playing on them slightly as well. Like the obviously Addis get the goal. Uh long ball, a lot a long ball as well. It's like you don't expect that from Addis anymore. And Fita kind of heads it to Gomis who hits it first time. You can imagine Celine. You can imagine yeah. Celine Dion singing that. Stats will go on. <laughs> yeah, look at that. Because uh, it, it comes to him very quickly. Man. Like you don't, you, you don't see it so well in that, uh, in the kind of the the replay. But it comes to him so quickly, and he still manages to hit it even faster. So he's yep. like, just, if she gets like a speedometer at games. You know how they when they when they do the the the, the tactical breakdown, just give us like a speed, yeah. like, and then obviously the the equalizer for Bafos is a long through ball. Uh, I mean, you'd expect it's a great ball though, man. It's, it's a it's, great it's a ball. really really good ball. It's a great pass, but you you, did, you see like you want your defenders to try and cut that out a bit a bit better. I mean, I think Musunda dives in front of Van Alves, so Van Alves can't get to the ball as as it comes in as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you see here, oh. he dives across, so Van Alves can't get the. Uh... Oh no, it's, it's casual. Okay, yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, it's but it's a it's a great pass. It's a great finish from Jaira as well because he's he's had a bit of a dry spell. So uh, you, you'd think that that will kickstart his confidence again, getting going. Um, yeah, Salgado yeah. with a passion, with a passion there. Yeah. I, yeah. I, you know, whenever whenever a Spanish coach or a Spanish player celebrates a goal, it's always vamos. But he didn't do it. He didn't do it. Yeah. No. He didn't do it. No, no, no that, he didn't. Uh, but the thing is, you, you know, even when he equalised, no disrespect to Buffalo, but given that statistic you mentioned earlier. I still felt Addis were going to come turn around and win the game because Buffalo do not yeah. win when they go a goal behind. <laughs> they just yeah. don't win. They don't, they don't do it. Yeah, yeah pretty much. will go on. Celine Dion. I think, I think like two minutes before Addis scored this goal, I said, 
uh, I, I I said on on the live watch for the uh, Abuelo Monia game. I was like, imagine if everybody but Abuelon drew, <laughs> and then yeah, Ali yeah. scored the goal. Um, <laughs> so so Salgado kicked off obviously because he thought that Struski had fouled, um, uh, it fouled right at the beginning of that uh, of that move. Yeah. Uh, even if he did, but I mean, it shows VAR shows that it was the tackles fine but even if it did see he gets the ball he, he gets the ball so the, the, the tackles fine but you've got um juninho stops tracking spoilaritz and um Kvita stops tracking gogorin so it, they, they kind of they kind of just stop and just let the uh, let the Irish players get on get on with things. But even with uh, even with Gogorin kind of going off to the side and the very 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 sharp angle that he was shooting from. Uh, hold on, there's this Bruno miss right at the end. Olé! That proves <laughs> why. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah I'm why sorry. he doesn't start games. I but should anyway, have laughed. I should. I, have I mean, you you should. <laughs> I'm you sorry. Should, I, you should, because it's funny. <laughs> I, I don't want to be rude. I don't want to be mean. But, you know, hey, listen, it's the Aspria effect. What can I tell you? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, but, no, going, going back to Gogodin's goal, it took a deflection when he when he hit the shot, didn't he? Uh, it took a little bit of a nick off the defender. But I'm expecting Ivozic to do much, much better. Yeah, I was going to say, the way the ball moves, it looks like, it looks like the, a football manager goal. Where the the graphics engine can't keep up with the match engine, so basically yeah, the yeah. ball the ball comes in and it goes through the goalkeeper's hands and face as it goes <laughs> <laughs> as it goes into the goal, and you're like, what? How how did he, like I don't understand how the ball managed to get through him. <laughs> it's, so, it's so weird, but I mean, even in like the press the press secretary after afterwards when when he was interviewed. He actually came out and said, "Yeah, we bought Iversage and we bought Bruno, and we're expecting a lot more from these two players." Oh boy! Which they should, because is if I mean, is are Iversage's performances worthy of the price tag that they paid for him? Well, uh, at the moment, no. At the moment, no. And the the goals that some of the goals that he's been conceding recently. You expect a lot more. I'll give you an example. The, the cup game against Omonia. The mm. goalkeeper gets beaten on his left-hand side when Mick scored. The deflection from Kasama. Did it take that much of a big deflection to, to that he couldn't save? I think he could have stopped that. Uh, Gogorin's goal, he could have stopped. So, it's back to the Antosh situation, isn't it? When you've got a goalkeeper yeah, that's but... not reliable. But... You know, he comes with international experience. He comes with, uh, I, I don't know, I don't know why he's fallen off, uh, why his uh, form's fallen off a cliff edge like that. Bruno is the weight of expectation, isn't it? It that's just where, while he was at Omonia, he was kind of freer to do things. There wasn't as much expectation because Omonia weren't performing, so he was. Kind of, as you were saying, stat padding. 
like he was putting in performances against against teams, uh, and he, he was putting looked... in performances against mediocre opposition. Thasso, I'm sorry yeah. to say this. Well, not, like, not only he, that, it's he's, it's he's... not just that. It's that he, the team that was around him made him look better than he was as well. Like no disrespect to Omonia, but obviously, kind of you saw at the beginning of the season. You know these these same players that are now performing for Sofroni got two managers sacked beforehand. Yeah. So, you know, it's uh, and Bruno was for some of the, some fans for some fans and obviously people watching. Bruno was this shining star in a heap of pile of shit, and he's gone, and he's been found out because obviously in the second phase of the. Um, of the league, you're only playing good teams. Yeah. And the thing is, mate. Go on, Karen. Sorry. Oh, I was going to say it as well. Omonia have improved because they don't have this over reliance on Bruno. Thank you. I don't think he he would be the player that he was under Sofroni. So if, if Sofroni. If Sofroni had Bruno, Bruno wouldn't be carrying on the same way that he was when before he left Omonia. Because he wouldn't be able to do the tracking back. He wouldn't be able to be doing the, the dirty work that a lot, a lot of the wingers are doing for Omonia now. He wouldn't be able to do it. And he'd get found out even more. But see, this thing, I, I don't want this to turn into some kind of like Bruno bashing segment because I, I had a Buffer fan on No Trotters a couple of weeks ago and he doesn't rate Bruno. And maybe, as you said, it's a weight of expectation because of the price tag. But as I said, when he was scoring goals for us, he was scoring against Baralimni, right? He scored a penalty against Abolon. He yeah. scored against Anorthosi. All right, I'll give him that because it's a derby game, but Anorthosi were in free fall at the time. So who has he scored against to, to, to make you know people think that he's this superb footballer for, for Cyprus. No doubt he's a talented player. But I haven't seen enough in the games that matter. And the mm -hmm. one the one game that really did it for me was against Man United when he had Gagoli square of him. And instead of laying it off to the lad who had the gaping goal in front of him, he tried to poke it past the hair. And he <laughs> fucked up completely. And and that for me was the fight was the straw that broke the camel's back. I was giving him ample opportunities. I destroyed him after the Isle game when we lost and he missed a penalty when uh, Muriel saved it. I absolutely battered him. But at the same time, he, he didn't do anything for me to believe that he was this next star for Omonia and that he would be the main guy. He's never been that player. Never been that player. Not even mm. at Sheriff, not even at Olympia Goz. Wherever he's gone, he hasn't been that guy. So, again, I don't want this to be a Bruno bashing thing. Um, you know, for, for all we know, next season he might come good, for all we know. Yeah, there's, there, there's definitely something there. He's obviously got... He's obviously got talent. He's very skillful. He's got... He's got something there. It's just... It's just... It's not... It's not gelling... It's yeah. not. It's not happening. Um, but yeah, maybe. Well, we'll see what happens next season. Obviously, yeah. you know, sometimes it takes. Sometimes it takes some time for 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 players to get used to new surround surroundings. 
No, no. Well, you, you could argue he didn't have enough time with, with Henningberg. You could yeah. argue that. You could argue that Salgado maybe doesn't doesn't really rate him because he doesn't do enough defensively. Yep. You, you, there's, there's so many different reasons. Maybe, you know, I think hasn't he, I think he may have become a, a father again, so maybe he's getting sleepless nights. I, I don't know, bro. I don't, I don't know. But for me, he was doing very, very well at Omonia, scoring goals against mediocre opponents. Olimpia goes, you know, scored, scored against them. But Alimni, again, no disrespect to him, but... When it was the games that mattered, where was he? Where was he? Yeah. So, anyway, yeah. well, look. Before we move on to the uh, the next section, which I believe are the second is the second division stuff, we'll just bring up the league table right now. Yeah. Um, for those of you that are unable to watch this, and if you're listening on the download, it's as you were at the bottom, bottom three: Olympiagos, Paralimni, and Agrida. Olimpia goes to sit eight points behind Doxa um, with how many games? Four games to go? Six. Four games? Six games. Oh, my God. Six games Six games. God, we're going to have to do this again. Jesus. Ah, oh God. Sorry. Sorry for Group B supporters. This is going to be painful. So, yeah, um, there's still there's still a chance for them to stay up. I doubt they will. Um, at the top, though, in Group A, very, very interesting. Addis, top of the table, three points clear. They travel to... Buff, uh, no, sorry, they play Aek away at the weekend. Upwell, second place on 64 points. They travel to Buffer. Um, I mentioned Aek, they're in third place on 61 points. Buffer, 58 points. They, they're still in with a shout. It's not done and dusted. Don't get me wrong. It's not done and dusted. They're still in with a shout. Um, Abolon, fifth, and Omonia, sixth. Uh, Thasso, last yeah. time there were 14 teams in the league. Omonia won the league with 79 points. If I just win their remaining games, they will end the season on? 79 points. 79 points. There you go. But the title might be wrapped up before they face Abuel on the final game. So it's interesting. It's interesting. Let's see. Let's see what happens. Yes. Let's see yes. what happens. Yeah. There go. Right, my friend. Over to you. This is where it gets even more interesting, isn't it? What, is it? Is yeah. It? Ah, well, yeah. promotion party. So, division, party the one. second division wrapped up this weekend. Uh, so, we offer our congratulations to Othello Zafieno for being champions, yes. uh, but also to Aizagagio and Ethnico Zachnas. Yes. So they're going so they are also going up. Uh so just just some his, history. Obviously, so Achna uh have come up for the first time of asking following the relegation last season. Othello Zafieno were last in the first division in 2014-15, which was their first ever season up at the top. Uh and they've been crowned second division champions for the first time, obviously. Uh now Isaac Aguil as well. Well, last in the division, in the first division in 2016-17 season, which um, know, ended a bit sorely because they were deducted six points that season for suspicious betting activity. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna leave that in there to stink up the place for a bit. 
There we go. Um, yes, I think, yeah. I think the less we say about that, the better. But before yeah. you carry on, can I can I just show our, our viewers the state of of Othello's uh, pitch at the weekend? Yeah. Because yeah. my goodness, <laughs> yeah, man. Uh... Now, now to be fair though, oh, okay, we've to, got to we've got a fair. to be fair. We've got a to be fair. No, no, right, to be on. fair, the. That they they did have massive storms in Gibraltar that day, so uh, you know the the pitch would have been absolute potato patch because of the storms. Uh, saying that, that's still a bit of a disgrace, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> so, well, look, Lanaka is a beautiful city. Don't get me wrong. And that's the end. I'm sure I've never been there before. I'm sure it's a very nice village. And look at that view, though, in the background. Yeah. Come on now. Come on. But um, yeah, so that's that's the state of the pitch at the weekend. And uh, imagine Jordi Gomez played on that pitch for Monia Gossini and he scored. So there you go. Yep. Yep. So obviously, um, Monia Gossini miss out. Even if Isaac Aguirre deducted points from the investigations that are currently ongoing for match fixing. Mm. Omonia still don't go up, so Ayers would still get promoted. Okay. Yep. Uh, and for some Omonia 29 fans, that's what they wanted anyway. They didn't want to go up, at least from what I gather for, for some of their fans. They didn't want yeah. the promotion because of all the pissing about that might occur because of it yes yeah yes um so going on from that <laughs> uh nothing from Vrionidis last week no like nothing i don't know why there was nothing because there was matches beforehand for him to comment on i don't know if he's decided to take some sick leave or what but nothing from him Unless he's you know, unless he's waiting for a big old big old explosion that's going to happen this week, so maybe he's on holiday. Get ready for that once that comes through. Um, and there's one last thing I wanted to mention. Yes, which is, which is not FIFA related, oh. uh, but yeah, yeah, Belich made the FIFA team of the week. Ah, okay, yeah. Was yeah. that for the two penalties that were saved against uh, exactly? Yeah, Paris? okay. Yeah. He made the team wow. of the week. Uh, somebody, somebody was like, I can't believe Belich is in the same team of the week as Lukaku. <laughs> and, and the person afterwards commented, uh, Belich greater than Lukaku. <laughs> well, he's probably got a better first touch. <laughs> <laughs> probably got a better first touch than Lukaku, to be honest. Oh, yeah. But yeah, there you go. So th those those are the news bits that I had. Okay. Um, we have we have one more thing, don't oh, we? Yes. 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 So, would you would you like to? Yeah, go on. You you do the honors, I'm, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna try and get this to work. Let's right. See. Now, this this is for people that that vote that um that did our Instagram giveaway, and it's only for Revolut customers. So if you don't have Revolut, then you ain't getting your money because that's the only way I'm going to send it to you. But continue, my friend. So hopefully, uh, can you can you see this? 
Yes, I can. I can indeed. It needs to be brought uh, okay, up on the screen. Should yeah. I bring it in? Yeah, yeah, you should probably do that. There we go. So this is this is everybody who uh, commented uh, on the uh, on the Instagram. Now, as you can see, there's a few people that are in there more than once, and that's because they uh, tagged people in there more than once. Multiple so, times. Yes. So all I have to do now is just click to spin. And Ooh, I'm so excited. This is the first time we've ever done this. Spin. And it's going to spin, and we're going to find out who wins live. Come on, come on, spin. Bam. Slowing down. And who we got? Who we got? Who we got? Who we got? Oh. Oh, who is that? Who's the winner? Ah, there we go. Ah, uh, Francisco, go. congratulations! <laughs> yeah, congratulations! You are the first winner of the This Is Mapa Prize. Fifty euros are coming your way, young man, or old man, or middle-aged man, or yeah. just man, or whatever you identify as. You might identify yeah, as a yeah. as a packet of cornflakes. Well, we care, but you can buy loads <laughs> of cornflakes now. <laughs> You can buy yeah, all the so Lovely. Congratulations, Mr. Go, everybody. Francesco. Well Lovely. done. 50 euros. Your way. Superb. Lovely. There we go. We have our winner. Yeah. Ah, this, that was good. Yeah, wasn't was it? good. Yeah. So yeah. thank you for everyone for, for uh, joining in. And I promise you next season we're going to do more giveaways. We have more ideas, more things in the pipeline. Next season is going to be bigger, I promise. Um, so yeah, that's that's it from me, man. I've got nothing else to, to really discuss. Have, have you got anything else? Anything you want to touch on? No, no, man. Shall, no. Quick, shall I quickly jump on one of the news sites to see if there's anything else that we've forgotten or anything I mean, that's you, happened? You can do because uh, they've been they've been going absolutely crazy, obviously, with Don Addy, this um, chucking out that press statement, you know, throwing everybody under the bus, calling, calling. <laughs> Calling the whole situation a bloody Vorthro. So Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Um there's there's, there's nothing really uh um, I think I the... think they're all concentrating on the basketball game. Basket. Basket, yes. Um there's a there's a, a an article about Milojevic talking about, you know, his his comments and how he's, he's needs to address the situation with the administration, but blah 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 blah, clickbait stuff, yeah. which obviously is, is pretty standard with separate reporting. Most of them are pretty decent, some of them are actually dog shit. But anyway, it is what it is. So that's it from us. Give us a follow on Instagram, on Twitter at this is Mappa. Thutter is also Facebook. available on yeah, and on Facebook we've got a group page. Yes, correct. Uh, Thasso is at Flares Cafes on the socials. And that is it. Thank you yeah. very much again for tuning in. Thasso, I'll leave it with you. Ah, good day. Good day. Good day and good night.